0: big burly Sam hewen sized person going hello <laughs> I'm a Ooh. six foot three 18 year 14 year old eh?
1: well hello and welcome to about bloody time where one host is about to strangle the other
0: just because you refused to let me play Effie Trinket.
1: Just because I, I refused th- to do a random
0: voice that has nothing to do with the episode. Anyway, today, this episode is going to be about books that will make great games. Yeah, and I'm
1: qualified to do this episode now because I have played a grand total of three games. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah we were holding back on this one because i was really excited to make but merlin's not a gamer yet well she wasn't a gamer you haven't done a lot of exploring of different genres of games but now you haven't to be honest you know you do know several genres you're aware of horror you have been playing rpg games you've been playing sci-fi fantasy but you know overall this episode was actually super difficult for a book you're looking at following the path of this one character until the end of the chapter and you don't really make any choices their path is set in stone it's impactful because you know that that's the only path they've got to get but with a game you're the one who dictates where certain things go and there's a level of interactivity even in the most linear of games
1: yeah and you want you... to get a bit invested in the storyline yeah so that's there why are. this was
0: difficult for me
1: and it was for me i decided to make it harder by myself for myself because rather than thinking of all the books I really like or loved I decided to think of all the books that I've ever read
0: now I've read a grand total of 30
1: (laughs) I think I'm on 450 odd
0: Jesus Christ
1: All right, so you're the professional gamer here, so I'm going to make you start.
0: I'm not a professional gamer.
1: I think so. You're professional compared to me and my three games. <laughs> I'm, an
0: am- I'm an amateur gamer. I don't compete. I don't make millions. <laughs> I don't test games. I wish I did test games because I have very strong opinions. But yeah, Okay, oh, yeah, we know all about that. My first choice has to be Hunger Games i'm talking about the real storyline behind the hunger Games. i'm talking an rpg where you can build your own victor and you make big choices and it's not just you know being inside the arena it's focusing on the world of panem so you make a katniss everdeen type you choose your district so katniss Hmm. everdeen's district 12 or something um you choose if you're a male female whatever and then you have to live out a day in the life, and then you get your call cool to arms, and then you get reaped into this thing. And what allies do you choose when you go into the games? And not online. Oh, and how
1: you you can you can choose how you react to like Caesar Flickerman's questions and stuff, and how you present yourself yes. to the capital to win I don't I don't know, know. the presents that they send in the parachutes. Oh,
0: yes, the sponsorships. That's um, it. Uh, yeah, and your outfits.
1: Yeah, how. If you're super like conservative, they're not going to like that as much because they seem to like people that, highly that get kind of naked.
0: <laughs> yeah, like um. So uh, you pick your past, you pick all these things, and then it kind of drives the storyline. If you're from District One, Snow and the Capitol like you a lot more than if you're from District Twelve. You have different assets and stuff depending on where you are and then you choose who you side with during the war and stuff and you dictate how it ends like it doesn't have to end the way the hunger games books end it can end however the hell your character ends it
1: yeah and are we gonna go with the same years as like Katniss and everyone or do you think that you could choose the year?
0: I think maybe that if they did do it with the, uh, the same universe, they could even throw you into the quarter quell in the second game, transferring the character over in save files.
1: That's a good idea, actually, because if you played like the second one, then you're likely to be a mentor, aren't you? Yes. You can shape your little attributes and make their decisions for them and stuff, and you're going through it a second time, so you kind of have an idea of how the capital works and everything, but it's keeping up with this year's, the fashion sense and how you present your attributes. Yeah.
0: Or pull a Dragon Age. You're playing a completely different character in the second one, but they're your mentor. Or you see them in the distance as the mentor for your enemy. It just feels like Dragon Age for me. I can Because
1: Im-, I'm playing it at the moment, I can imagine how you'd be making these choices yeah, and how it would
0: affect the overall plot. I don't want it to be a survival horror. I think that completely minimises the point of the get, uh, the books. Like, I think it, it does as well. It's Because there's a lot of politics
1: and stuff. And I think with the RPG, you'd be focusing on how you're presenting yourself and reacting with,
0: yeah. with the stage
1: and the audience and everything.
0: And Katniss Everdeen, none of, nothing she does isn't without the help of the people around her. And the whole point, I think, of this game would be to bring in those people around you and unify them so that you are stronger as a person. Yeah, and then Help. you could
1: also have the exploration of the arena, like and the cornucopia and stuff. It could be how quick you
0: get to the target and avoid all the other people. You either run towards the cornucopia and kill people, or you run away and avoid them.
1: Or go for like the little stashes around the outside. Yeah, it's like, like, how big a risk are you are going to take? How well do you think you've built your character up to this point?
0: And your allies. Your allies might protect you as you're picking up things. You could either play it where you... Have companions or where you don't, and you know if uh, the approval rating can change whether they kill you or not, or they try and kill you.
1: Yeah, and the try you love... make, because yeah. I think if they're going to help you, you have to help them a little bit.
0: You definitely. I think you can actively choose someone to be an ally with, and then it automatically brings other people into your sphere without you realizing it first. So um, when you became friends with Finnick for example, he automatically brought in Joanna and Joanna brought in BT, that kind of concept. Yeah, these, I like that idea.
1: These characters. I also have... like the idea that you could cultivate these relationships and then end up like Katniss and Peter. You're the final two with your bestie that you've been trying hard with to work, uh, to work together I the would whole
0: time. Love for there to be like a hidden rating system or a hidden system point system that decides whether you get to both live, both die, or something.
1: I think it should be like a Dragon Age quest. If you've explored enough and spoken to the right people and picked up the right items, like if you've gone to the Wildberry Grove where you pick up the poison berries, stuff that's (laughs) like not easy to do
0: on your first playthrough as well. I want a Hunger Games game where you're just... (laughs) where you are like so on tender hooks that you go, I'm going to look at a walkthrough. I don't want this character to die. I love them so much.
1: I know, like when I start texting you madly because I'm like, I need to make a decision, what do I do? And I
0: definitely think the first game, you either die sacrificing yourself for your friend or you survive by being ruthless or whatever. But then in the second game, maybe, yeah, there's the chance for other people to be saved. I really like this idea. I'm like
1: I want this made, but I feel like it should be the Hunger Games, just not Katniss.
0: Definitely the first one, no, uh, no Katniss. So like a sixtieth or something Hunger Games, where no one you you don't know anyone that's in them. There's no risk of someone you liking being in it. But then they make a, fill this arena full of characters you do love. And that's the the main part of an RPG, isn't it?
1: Having amazing characters that you fall in love with, and, and you don't—they're your best friends—and
0: a hidden score behind the scenes for not only the Capitol's approval but Snow's, because they are very different. And if Snow doesn't like you, he kills someone that isn't in the arena, like when he did with Sinner.
1: Yeah, and you could have like a like a background story going on. You get so far in the game and it just cuts back to you in the past where you're like
0: doing something. I would love to see how someone like CD Projekt Red or someone... I want a Witcher kind of game. (laughs) I just really
1: like this idea and it's it's sad because my idea is practically yours now. (laughs) Okay, so I can't go into too much detail about the finer plot aspects, but Red Rising... And it's weird that we chose two that are very similar plots as well.
0: It's going to be an RPG too.
1: (laughs) It is. I want it to be an RPG because the Red Rising side characters are amazing. I really, really like them. And I thought they would make great companions. But also, I like the idea that you go to the Institute, which is where all the golds go to train. It's where they're building their connections and meeting other governors or the children of other governors and things like that. And it's how you. Act in the Institute, who you make friends with and allies, um, how you speak to people, the choices that you make that then drive you into the second part. And you've got to choose your way in society and how that impacts the greater universe. Very much like Mass Effect style. Ah. Um, so you're going between different worlds, and there's different, in a way, species of people. And as much as I'd like that you start off as different colours, you kind of have to be gold to go to the gold institute
0: you can have a, a Geralt kind of situation character is always in the same situation starting out and then once you're making the choices for them that's when the story really gets going because it's very difficult to have a story that starts from very different places I think it's easier just to start from the same point every time
1: yeah, and I think you'd have to with this game. I was thinking a um, Mass Effect style. The whole idea is how you talk to other people, the other kids there. So the really sort of snobby one that happens to be the child of a governor, you really don't like him, but you be nice to him anyway because you know that's going to get you a better job. Because the whole point of being in the Institute is that all the other like ruling class they kind of watch in on it and at the end of it they can choose to sponsor you through as like kind of like a knight of their hmm. or squires and depending on how well you've performed is which governor or similar senator will sponsor you and where you'd be in their personal attache. Yeah. I just really like the idea and the whole sort of aspect of it where yeah it's a lot of talking to people and getting these companions it's like Dragon age where you have to like increase your approval uh, approval ratings and like do the side quests and everyone's a little bit different
0: why not an um, uncharted type RPG because I don't know w- what uncharteds really like do you uh, Lara Croft
1: that kind of aspect
0: adventure um, but with cinematic set pieces and instead of you know just going along a linear route it, your choices change the route you have to go down. You know what I mean? I know Uncharted doesn't actually do that.
1: I like that idea just because there's like teachers and each of them represents a different um, Roman god or goddess.
0: So there's like a 100 of you
1: in a room and then they go through one by one and they're like, I want kid number 97 because he's good at beating things up and that's what I stand for.
0: And back at Fallout 3, when you mentioned the test, because um, there's something called the goat Exam. And you answer these (laughs) questions and the teacher gives you a result and it says, you are this class. Do you want to change that? And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I didn't answer right. (laughs) But yeah, I think it would be along the lines of that, but more interactive and more long reaching. You know what I mean? Not just a questionnaire.
1: Yeah, because it's not just a questionnaire in the book either. It's how you because you're being monitored the entire time. It's not just the answers you put on the test. It's how you take it. And I, how you're reacting to the other people taking the test.
0: I know it's really nerdy of me, and I keep on like going back and forth between games. <laughs> like, I keep on imagining like Nathan Drake, like a set, pe- like a, a closed, enclosed area, and they're training this Nathan Drake like figure. I, and he is being tested, and that more and more trainers come in and fight you, and you, you show your skill in combat and then they're like yeah end of that one come on next mission or whatever or you're sent out on an adventure and however well you do in certain aspects of the adventure it depends on your score elsewhere
1: i like that once you're at the institute taking all of the tests and everything um because you're always being monitored it's how you speak to people and react and the skills you pick up along the way that gets you um one of the the gods or goddesses to choose you and it's also that they you might not necessarily represent their house it's just that you did good on your test or you look like a bit of a bruiser and they think that you'd be good in that house the each just... house is like plonked in a different area and they all have different resources and things like that but there's definitely like a hogwartsy but a thousand times worse into house competition going on so you need to you need Maybe. to make your house the best and like raid other houses that kind of thing
0: Maybe there should be two games for, or several games in the Red Rising series, you know.
1: I think each book would
0: be its own game. Is there that weird gremlin thing? Tiny gremlin, then.
1: Yes, and he would be my uh, first and favourite companion. Severo, oh my god. Okay. Goblin. Okay. Yeah, and he'd be it... a pain in the arse to recruit.
0: Okay, so what was your first honorary mention?
1: I thought the Red Wall books as like a Neo Pets or Club Penguin style game. Just like an online thing where you log in, it's quite a nice space for kids to hang around in, and then it's very straight. So like in Club Penguin, when you say a naughty word, you get a 24-hour ban.
0: That's cute. That's actually really cute.
1: I'm Let's... just thinking for a red wall, because it's like forest animals and everything, and I'm not thinking you have pet animals like in Neopets, but the whole idea that you have your story and you have your little account, and you could choose which animal to be, but not have Aww. those pets. And you're playing all the little mini games. You're having a
0: chat. Oh my god! I've just, I've just imagined something. Your little, what? your little avatar of an animal, and it's like a cooking mini game. And in the corner of the cooking mini game is just your little animal, little cartoon animal wearing a chef hat, flipping a pancake. And I'm like,
1: oh! <laughs> but they do, they do wear clothes and stuff because it it's all adorable. like they have their little swords and their little tunics and stuff because it's all like medieval sort of themed. That so they have like that little red wall abbey in the forest and there's so much emphasis on the food that they eat and the really cute characters that they have, like the gatekeepers and the people that are guards. I'm, I'm... sort of imagining Club Penguin and Neopets as I knew it in the noughties.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, I remember Club Penguin and Neopets and I have the image of the Neopets animals in my head for this entire thing but... The I idea like... of
1: them as Breath of the Wild would be amazing. And you could do that now. Maybe not as like an um, online PC game. No. Oh, I'm imagining just going through the little forest. You're going getting really to...
0: excited now, aren't you?
1: <laughs> it would be so cute. They're such nice books. They're real relaxing reads. They're pretty simple. They all kind of follow the same plot. But they are sort of kids'
0: books or older children books. Shall we uh, go with my honorary mention? <laughs> Which completely oh. changes, turns it on its head. I'm imagining
1: my cute little forest friends baking cakes and throwing the feast with the abbess.
0: And the only feast that, that will be here is a uh, involves death. Oh my. Um, my honorary <laughs> mention is very, <laughs> no. very, very obvious. For anyone who plays The Witcher, will know that Game of Thrones lends itself so well to the format of The Witcher. And there had been rumours that CD Projekt Red were going to work on a Game of Thrones game. I just I just think Game of Thrones should be a computer game that is not a telltale game because there's so many aspects of um, the life of someone in, I was about to say Middle Earth, that would get me crucified, uh, Westeros. You could choose so many, di- I'm obsessed with origin games as well. So you, you have an origin, you pick there's it, so you go. There's so many different territories, isn't there? There's so much you could do, and you could have a, a vast, expansive um, story where you transfer the same character over several times. Um, you could kill off your character. I I don't think Telltale was the right thing to go for. I liked the Telltale game as it was, more like a storybook. You didn't really need it. But I think a Game of Thrones game where you were this one Maybe Plucky Upstart or Fallen Noble and you're working your way through this world and you're trying to avoid being killed. You know, uh, relying on not only your um, choices, but also your skill at the game. A Game of Thrones RPG is so obvious and people have been talking about it so much. That is why it's my honorary mention. Uh, What's yours, second honorary mention? Because I'm forcing you to do two. (laughs) Yes, boss.
1: Well... (laughs) I couldn't think of anything that I thought would make a really, really good game. Because there are comic book games and there are... Well, I'm thinking like the Kim Kardashian stuff where it's just like a stupid mobile game. And I'm not
0: interested in those. I've got to admit those are quite fun. But, you know, they're cash cows and I don't want to put any money to it.
1: Exactly. So I was thinking, what about a horror game? I'm not going to name any specific Stephen King books. But a Stephen King-esque horror game with, with the jump scares with the psychological trauma going on. Hmm. I'm thinking one of his proper horrors.
0: Like, proper horrors? Like, I'm have
1: to No, like, pet cemetery.
0: Oh
1: dear. No, like, stuff no. that a dead animal is going to come out of the woods and attack you, and it is going to freak you out, because you're just wandering around the woods. Kind of and like that... a Slender Man thing. You've got your flashlight, you hear the noise, and then it just comes for you, and it's going to freak you out.
0: How about a Resident Evil-type game?
1: Yes, like that.
0: Oh, a Resident Evil type game made by the same company that has done the more recent re- um, the redos of second one. I can't remember the one with Leon I Kennedy. Can't you know, amazing graphics, amazing violence, um, that kind of thing. I can imagine that.
1: Yeah, for one Ooh. of his scarier
0: books, or have something like a. Um, I hate H. B. Lovecraft, but have something like the H. B. Lovecraft. Influenced games have, and just it's a, a, a character that hasn't been in any of the books goes into a, in a into a town or a situation. Maine, you said Maine, um, in yes, the past, yes, because everything everything <laughs> Every- Stephen King has ever done is set in Maine. Everything happens in Maine, so this character goes into Maine and then finds themselves in a situation where a lot of different things from Stephen King's stories. Oh, I think that would be good in a Resident Evil type situation. Really old yeah, ones, yeah. And like the different zones you stray into are
1: the different kind of books,
0: or you know, re- in- references. If you can't, what do you call it, if they can't manage to fit in a whole like carry or a car or whatever, um, they just have like a little reference to it, like oh, someone. Oh, the is- Easter
1: eggs and stuff, so yes. the real fans can play through, and they're like, oh, I saw this
0: in the background, and it might influence people to read his books more, and. I don't think they should try and lose the deeper meaning within Stephen King's stuff, but yeah. Okay, so I yes,
1: Stephen King, you, Maine is under the dome all of a sudden. The entirety of Maine and all of Stephen King's creations of come under, out the ground. <laughs>
0: you get trapped in Maine. Trapped in Maine. I don't
1: know if that's a good thing or not, because he describes it as being quite nice in some of the books.
0: Maybe your character is on holiday in Maine in the nice part, and you just end up. Oh, yeah. And that thing with Kathy Bates keeping you hostage. You have to try and, and escape her.
1: I was going to say that as well. What if you're driving through Maine and you're going to like your holiday cottage and you crash outside Cathy Bates' house?
0: <laughs> I think, obviously, it, I'm just imagining Leon Kennedy. He's just after that whole raccoon city nonsense he drives up to his holiday cottage he's enjoying himself horror ensues and during the process of the horror ensuing he gets captured by Kathy Bates yeah it's one
1: of those really stressful scenes where you can kind yes. of like hear her getting closer and he's strapped down and you're yes. trying to like work out what's in the room and, what and you, you can see reach her shadow
0: and... a bit outlasty as well so you're trying to get out of the yeah it
1: freaks you out and you can't concentrate because you're freaking out too much so you can't press the buttons in the right sequence yes
0: oh I love that Okay, so let's get on with the second choice before I go absolutely insane.
1: I mean, you were insane long before we started this podcast. Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been really excited about doing this game for so long. Um, my second choice, a Red Dragon slash Hannibal franchise game where you, like, you're Will Graham and it's like a proper investigation game. You don't know who's the killer. So obviously Hannibal isn't involved yet. And uh, it's like L.A. Noir. Oh and, that kind of game like heavy rain as well. Have you ever played that? Yeah, no, I've seen heavy rain be played. I was going to, but then I was like, nah mate. It's a bit weird. It's too many um too many quick time events and too weird a story. Um yeah, was same story. Noire, you follow your character, they fo- follow you them home through their thought processes. You uh investigate these crimes, you go around Crime scenes, and you pick up evidence and uh, piece together the puzzle. Oh, imagine if Hannibal Lecter is on the run, and between solving cases, Hannibal Lecter is sending you messages, and you have to try and figure out where he is.
1: That could be in the the interesting cutscenes and stuff, and it adds to the stress.
0: Like maybe as you're going
1: through your main, your main storyline, there are like little bits and bobs, and you're like, could this? be Hannibal is he messing yeah. with me is he doing these
0: murders nightmare sequences as well um I've been very uh, I would be I would love for it to be very influenced by I've been spoiled by the Hannibal series so horror um like a fairy tale kind of aspect to the flashbacks and to the nightmares and stuff like that
1: and Will Graham getting the zoomies and seeing into the
0: past but I I, I like the idea that it's a combination of LA noir with nightmares and psychedelic horror um and there was a p- p- part in la noir that really did get me a bit anxious Was uh there was this church bit where you're looking for the serial killer and you're going into this church and you don't know if the killer's going to be there and apparently that's what real life detective work is like sometimes and i really want you as the player to have this building anticipation every time you get a letter from hannibal every time you have to piece this puzzle together or try and find a killer you're just like I need to figure this one out I'm struggling and um, eventually your character goes abroad to find Hannibal Lecter or and then it just develops into the series. I would quite like that where he's like
1: taunting you and you do the main crime because the main plot can never be about Hannibal and each series can end as you're like off to find him or you're in the airport and the people are walking and you just sort of flash him and the credits come up
0: yes ah
1: okay my second choice was Percy Jackson and the and the Olympians so covering Camp Half-Blood as and you helpfully supplied this name because I just flapped about for a bit until you shrieked like Hercules (laughs) so Percy Jackson and the Olympians as a 16-bit classic Disney game is that allowed? Because I kind of feel like when you say books that will make great games that they have to be console games.
0: I think anyone who can complete Hercules and the Lion King games can safely call themselves a real gamer. I cannot, because I cannot complete them. Never even got past the second level.
1: So I think a game like that would be cool. With blending wild at- vibes, because the idea of just like running around this little world and
0: like, the Greek monsters can just pop up out of nowhere. But I can imagine um, this Percy Jackson game being called Camp Half-Blood and it being the 16-bit style.
1: I think it would be really nice. as, And it could be a variety of games, actually. The more I think about it, especially after you were saying, or you reminded me of Kid Icarus, it could be like the Dragon Quest games, where it's a bit simplified, because Percy Jackson is for children and for mm. younger adults. I think that that would make quite a lot of sense if it was like a DS game where it's turned base fighting and you get to explore your little world. But there's the overarching quests and everything.
0: It does sound like it would really suit it, especially if it's something so cute and it's just called Camp Half Bud and it's just adorable. Um, Well done, mate.
1: Thank you. I think we came up with some really good ideas. And if they make these games, I'll
0: be happy. But I'll also want some rights. If they came up with these games, I know that I'd be disappointed because they wouldn't be as I imagined it. But also, I am enraged that they don't exist now. (laughs) I think it's time for the Merlin segment. Don't you? God help you all. (laughs) um this is the part of the minisode where i challenge merlin to do something and last week it was um a summary challenge but this week it is an agony aunt segment called dear merlin so i'm going to read a letter from a uh, uh a fictional listener and um i'm not going to tell you who it is Merlin, you have to guess who it is. Give your honest opinion of their situation and give advice. And then I'll tell you if you're right and whether I agree with your advice. And then we have a fist fight behind the garden shed. This
1: is a disclaimer. I mean, that's how (laughs) our last challenge ended. (laughs) Please don't do whatever I say to do. Dear
0: Merlin, everyone thinks I'm in love with my best friend and I don't know what to do. We're like a real pair and in a different world, he might even be the one for me but i'm totally (laughs) not what he's looking for oh no you know but i'm not good for him and now i have no chance because i have to move away again and we both know i'm not coming back this time what makes it even worse is that he thinks i've got this thing with someone else everyone does but i don't not really at least i don't think so there's only one person i can talk about it all and he's got his own problems please merlin i need help what do i do love jj
1: it just sounds like the plot of every young young adult book in existence. <laughs> oh. oh, You're saying that you know who it's, that I'll know who it's going to be, but... Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, um, I don't know if the JJ's just throwing me off, but I think it's Katniss and Gail. Are you right, though? I don't know, because you've got you've Hunger Games obsession, and if you're trying to throw me off by making it not Hunger Games, you're not going to say I have to go and compete in a murder tournament.
0: Well, I'm not saying that. Come um, on, give, give, give who you think it is the advice that they deserve. Just
1: like, get out of your head. You're doing exactly what I do. You're overthinking things. Just like, talk to the guy. Not your random best friend or random drunk uncle that might or might not be Hamish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's certainly not where I thought it was going to go.
1: <laughs> no, I think whoever it is just needs to. Try and act normal, and then broach it in a fairly normal way instead of being oh. sat there being like, "Senpai noticed me."
0: If she doesn't know how to be normal, then surely you should be giving her the advice of what she should do. Literally.
1: Um, I mean, just tell the guy. Don't do some big Which guy? There are thing. three. I don't know. One of them. Pick one. It's like, I mean, who has the opportunity to have a fucking love triangle? I don't love square.
0: You're being too dithery, love. <laughs> I just imagined Hamish being one of the love square. <laughs> anyway, do you want to know the truth? I'm too scared to know the truth, but go go ahead. Well, everyone thinks I'm in love with my best friend, Gail. And we both know I'm not coming back this time. Because I plan on sacrificing myself to Peter. For Peter, not to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> All hail the mighty Peter. The brave <laughs> gods. <laughs> the brave gods. Um, there's only one person I can talk to about it all, and he's got his own problems. I am not talking about Haymitch. I never talk about Haymitch. I'm talking about my favourite character. Fiddy! <laughs> Obviously, I wanted to throw you a bone in case you were confused. Mocking Jay. JJ. Oh, clever. <laughs> not very. <laughs> very easy. <laughs> Yeah, because
1: all my brain was saying was Jessica Jones, and I was like, no, she hasn't read that.
0: No. Katniss Everdeen should run to Finnick. What? That's my advice.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I think my terrible advice is better than you bang the crazy lady's um, boyfriend.
0: No, my real advice would probably be choose hurt one's feelings, keep the others, whatever. Just because Gail fancied you and Peter fancied you, if you don't fancy either, bother with either but clearly you fancy peter go with him leave gail in the rain and just
1: make your feelings known because they'd have no idea what's going on gail just wants doesn't he because gail's had it for this long but and then he decides he wants a bit more
0: you know he didn't make a proper move on her at all when they were hanging out before the hunger games and then the moment peter mellark's like hey, i'm hey. <laughs> in the know. frog Oh yeah, we're going to be talking about The Hunger Games in a few weeks.
1: Yeah, and if you thought today's insights were weird then. (laughs) Yeah,
0: The Hunger Games is what formed our show. So
1: Ten years in the making,
0: about bloody time. Shut up. (laughs) I did it off my own back because my favourite actor's in it. You can find the forms to submit a Dear Merlin letter for your favourite fictional character on our Tumblr. I'm going to make sure that it's hey hey every single one is hey hey from Moana Ah! you just love Alan Tudyk don't you how did you know
1: remember guys our next episode is Daisy Jones and the Six it will be coming out on the 4th of September and we've been pretty put together with this one I've
0: well I know I have I finished the book (laughs) I finished the book as well because I loved it so much (laughs) No, I listened to it on Audible, you read it physical, Mm -hmm. and now I'm just really pumped and ready to go, I'm really excited about um, the Amazon Prime series. We all know why. (laughs) No, actually, We've already mentioned him once in this episode. No, 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 actually it's because of the music. I'm really excited, because they're going to release an album as well, and I'm just like, oh, I'm ready to groove. I know, you had such
1: a better experience listening to it than reading it, from what you told me. (laughs) But we can talk about that in the next episode. So remember to tune in, guys. Okay, if you don't already know our socials, you can find the links in the podcast description. We're pretty easy to find. Just search About Bloody Time Pod on Instagram and Tumblr.